You stupid bitch. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. Welcome to this week's episode of Stupid Bitches Say What? The Aussie podcast about everything and nothing, but always with wine. And your hosts, Skyly Collett and Sean Hepkins. This week, we continue our trip down Spookyville Lane for Halloween and go back in time. Time, time, time. Listen in as we revisit some of the horror movies that scared the absolute Jesus out of us when we were just mere children and baby adults. Buckle up as we discuss the horror movies of yesteryear. You stupid bitch. (laughs) Uh, pray tell, what are you drinking, Sean Benner Hipkins? Well, Sky, I think you've actually had this one before. It's a heresy. Certain day I have rise. had the heresy, yep. And it's a Pinot Grigigio. Had it, yeah, that's right. Mm, there's not many I haven't had from the Nakeds. No. And how um, is it? Oh, it's very refreshing on this motherfucking muggy hot ass Oh, day. how disgusting has it been? It's been killing me because we don't have aircon in my office. Like, we've only got it downstairs and in our bedroom. And it just doesn't extend to this mm. room because they're side by side. So I'm dying. I'm And the sun's hitting the back of the house. Oh. I'm absolutely sweltering. This is what I've been wearing all day in meetings because it's just too hot it's to put thing. anything else on. Have you got a pedestal in there? Pedestal I'm gonna, I am going to have to. But we, it was chilly. Do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. got hot all of a sudden this week. Yes. So. And complete yeah. mug fest where you can't I fucking I fucking breathe. hate the heat. I just hate it. Me too. I'm more of a keep me cold. I love mm, the cold. Yeah, warm up, totally. rug up. And what about you, you stupid bitch? It looks like you're also drinking a white wine. I am drinking Hot a little bit hotel, of is it? white. Um, it's from Naked. Oh, it's a tappy. It's called tappy. Oh, um, that's a familiar label. It's a Sav Blanc. Nice. It goes, it's called in good company, Altschwager Canelli. Nice. But it's New Zealand. It says two countries, three wine regions, four friends, wine best served as it was created. Right. But I think it's, it's made in um, Marlborough. It's New Zealand. It's so, okay. It's got a little bit of a sweetness, a bit of a tang. That's okay. I don't hate great. it. Don't love it. Yeah. Speaking of sweetness, I, um, I've been having a glass of red during the week because it was an open bottle. For the antioxidants. For the antioxidants. Apparently it's good for you. <laughs> um, and it's a 2019 Nericon Vineyard Reserve from Jurif. And it's a Jurif. I don't know what the type of wine it is. But it was really sweet and disgusting. But I still oh. have a beard and had one every night until the bottle was it gone. a red blend? Well, a giraf? Is that a wine? Never. I've never heard of it. A giraffe. Actually, I have seen it before. Is it naked? No, I think it was compared as. So it's a naked has all the weird names. Because I had a Sauvignon Sheelin the other day. C-H-E-L-I-N. Never heard of that one before. Yeah. Um, we drank it when Tyler and I drank four bottles the other night. It was the last one. Because I was actually <laughs> saving it for the podcast. Because I was going to be like, oh, look at this corner. What, you know. And what, I can't what, remember what it tastes it? like. Because <laughs> it was the last bottle we drank. <laughs> I was going to say. My husband enjoyed it, though. Muchly. Oh, good. Good. Yes. And a white one, was it? 
It was why, yeah. yeah. And that's purposely why I got it for this podcast. But I got that case delivered less than two weeks ago and I have four bottles left after this bottle. <laughs> I love that for you. Because my husband <laughs> is getting into the wind. Although on Sunday morning after our, our efforts on Saturday night, he was like, I'm never drinking wine again. Never, ever, ever. We've all been there, Tyler. You'll be back on the bottle soon, don't you worry. Yes. But we also drank three bottles on the Thursday night because I had to take Link to his specialist appointment on the Friday. And um, we started, we said we were just going to have one bottle of wine with dinner. That didn't, that didn't work out. It kept going. <laughs> it never does. It never does. <laughs> yeah, so don't do, don't do the giraffe. It's, um, it's a mega sweet. It's around. not nice. Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. So um, how's your week been? Look, my week's been fabulous. I've got a couple of little things to touch on for you. Um, number Ooh. one, I went to my first annual general meeting of the rugby club. Oh, yes. Um, because I've been appointed as the canteen coordinator. Oh, I can um, think of anyone better for the job. Well, thank you. So I got nominated. Um, I'm going to say I got sworn in. I didn't do a dib, dib, dob, dob, but um, I had to get nominated and seconded oh. and signed off to participate. Very good. Congratulations. But, well, thank you. Um, I'm a little bit concerned I bit off a bit more than I can chew. Um, because, you know, I'm in charge of all the ordering for booze, food, coordinating volunteers. Oh, Jesus. Serving. <laughs> and they all want health food. And I'm like, it's not going to happen, mate. We're just going to deep fry it's that a fuck it, Yeah, it's a footy club. You just want fucking hot chips, potato gems. They want fruit shit. cups. They want tacos. They want, you know, all sorts of things. I'm like, you've got to keep it easy when you've got people yeah. volunteering, right? And oh, so there's a barista coffee machine and they were talking about training me how to make barista coffees. Like, you know, proper As in proper fucking... I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're getting an espresso. And <laughs> I'm happy to turn the machine on, but we're going to get someone volunteering. Like <laughs> one of the young kids can come in that needs to learn how to use the coffee machine. Good work as an experience. extra skill. I said, they'll be making coffees. I will not be like, oh, how am I supposed to run at things if I'm making coffees all day? Yeah. I'd like a yeah. double soy macchiato <laughs> with a touch of... No, we don't have specialty milks. You can have a flat white. full cream, thanks. <laughs> or a long black, that's it. No oat milk here. <laughs> Did you see, I've been tagged me in something, actually. Because, you know, we're going to Paris. Well, we're doing a big Europe trip at the end of the year. Oh, yes. We're to Paris. I laughed. Some, someone said it was in Paris and he asked for a, um, a skinny latte on oat milk. And the guy <laughs> no. just went, No. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so the other thing I want to touch on, I'm just going to bring it over, but you, people who are listening, not watching, won't be able to see this. Give me one second. Sure. <sighs> so you know how I'm into the whole organic health kick, trying new ways of, of eating and reducing preservatives and shit that you put in your body. Again, wine and vape. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, <laughs> I've joined this club because it's really hard to find good products as well. Like if you go to Woolies and Audi and stuff, it's the generic, you know, organic stuff. And um, unless you sort of know how to create meals that are super, super healthy, you know, it's hard to really know exactly what products to buy. Anyway, so on Instagram, I came across this Australian company that sends out like, like a subscription box, you know, your subscription boxes that you get month yep. on month. And you get like, she sends, she, you know, curates 
the best of the best products in Australia um, and sends them to you. And they're all, not all of them are organic, but they're all health foods, good for you, et cetera, et cetera. So they had a deal and I think it's 30 bucks a box, but if you committed for three months, you only paid for two boxes instead of three. And I was like, okay. yeah, that's Why reasonable. Not? Give it a crack. So, so I'm just going to share some of the things I got in my box with you. Okay. I have to say there's three cans of drink in it, which I'm not totally thrilled about. I'm like, come on, where's the diversity? Um, I saw one time there's these. Diversity. <laughs> Are they all the same flavour? <laughs> no, they're different. I'll get to that. Um, but I saw one month she had these corn cobs in a plastic bag that you come and they're fresh corn, not frozen or anything, and then you pretty much just take them out pop it in the microwave and eat it and it's organic. And I was oh, like, wow. well, that's cool. I was hoping to get the corn on the cob, but I didn't. <laughs> so I got some nori, sea, nori seaweed and just a little okay. snack. It's a, yeah. it's a raw snack. I got some hemp protein, vanilla bean flavoured for a drink. Oh, okay. So that's a shake. I got a protein water, pink lemonade. Oh. I got a little apple spice almond bar. That's vegan. And it's very big on um, that protein water at the moment. Like, you know, usually it's the creamy shakes or whatever, but yeah, no, yes. people are getting just protein, protein water. Protein water is very good for you. It's oh. another way to get your proteins. I got Beauty Sleep, Bio Restore Liquid Natural Forest Berry flavor. I think I'm supposed to drink it before I go to bed. It's no added sugar. Oh, a little shot, if you will. Um, I've got some garden veg minis with seeds they look green oh, it's kind of it so you don't know what you're getting in the box no. it's kind of an exciting thing yes and i was yeah. and i got it just before tyler brought it in just as i was about to come on the podcast i got all natural ruby grapefruit sparkling antioxidant infusion oh. uh yes you can alcohol free Yuzi Saki. <laughs> but no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and also, La Vie, what, what's the song? La Vie and Rose? La Vie and Rose. La Vie yeah. and Rose. Crisp rose bubbles. And I was excited. I was like, ooh, it's alcohol in a can. It's non alcoholic. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but no added sugar. <laughs> so, um, how much is the box? So it was 30, it's 30 bucks a month, 29.95. Reasonable. But I got a free box. So I got yeah. um, so three months worth of boxes for the price of two and free delivery. That's good. Yeah. And that's so not comes, bad. I know. I'm, and, I'm just... and it's good those things because you end up trying something that you'd never actually ever buy in a shop and then go, oh, I quite like the seaweed snack. That is exactly right. And I've been buying lots of the health food snacks for Tyler and Link as well because they eat a lot of chips. They're both massive chip people. Yeah. And crackers and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's so much crap in all this stuff. And you guys eat so many chips and so many crackers and stuff. So I've started buying all the health food stuff. And it's good to like these. So she pretty much puts her seal on it and say, I've tasted these products and I think they're amazing. I've picked the best products out there that are in you know, a healthy range. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. Anyway, um, stupid bitch, how's your how's your week been? Oh, uh, look. The week how's been... COVID treating you? Well, the we're assuming that we're no longer positive. We didn't do another test, but you know, you don't have to isolate or anything anymore. Even once you get COVID, if you're positive and you can just walk around, which I think is a bit weird, but. It's crazy from where we've come, how severe yeah. the restrictions were. And now it's like no restrictions. That and we lived adds. through two years of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the recovery has been okay. We're still feeling, we're getting COVID brain. So Vinny and I worked from home the first three days this week. Um, and yesterday, like we we're walking around, I'd get up and go to say something to him, start saying it, forget what the fuck I was saying. And he'd be like, I know, babe, I know, 
I get it's like it. it's like a hungover brain, isn't it? Yeah, it's like hungover like, brain. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure where where, <laughs> where I was going with that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's been great in the amount of TV I've caught up on and nice the mole. Um, I on saw Netflix. that. I actually put Netflix on this afternoon, and um, I went to put the, a, a bit of the office on. Actually, I was watching my lunch break. <laughs> it's one of the benefits of working from home for us. I know, I know. <laughs> and the mole came up straight away and I was like, oh, I thought of you instantly. Yeah, and Belinda is a massive fan of the mole. So we were on, it was coming out, they were releasing like three episodes at a time and over about a week, you know, so you didn't have to wait too long. But um, we were messaging each other and we're like, who do you think the mole is? And yada, yada. So that was fun. They did a really good job of it in the sense of the challenges are fucking pretty awesome compared to what, they had been in the past so that was fun and um caught up on all of house of dragon oh so that's our next thing we just have to get through the crown because the season five is about to come out on wednesday night this week and then we're going to go because tyler hates watching a show too when there's only one season yeah. he likes to know that there's a couple of seasons that he can binge if he loves it yeah. but he really is desperate to watch it so we'll be watching uh, that when we finish well, the crown they've done the the full suite full seasons out now oh um, right brilliant. Yeah. yeah and i've watched we probably we were watching it week for week um up until about week five and then we just stopped i think we got sort of sidetracked on other shows and shit um and so just ended up binging and watching the rest of it it's fucking great so where'd um, you get on handmaids so we're still, we're up to date on Handmaids. Up to Handmaids. date, okay. Yeah, Handmaids is brilliant. Um, it's not, you don't need to work yourself up for this series. It's not okay, like, right. oh God, here we go again or anything like that. There's some pretty fucking full on shit that Crazy happens. stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's stuff is. that you're not going to like at all. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. So See, I, I think I wanted to have the baby taken off her. I wanted oh, yeah. to, to take the, them to take the baby off her. That's what I really want to happen. Um, isn't that horrible? <laughs> Well, I mean, she kind of deserves it. She's such an awful, awful, awful piece of shit human. Um, well, my mum lectured me a couple of days ago. She came home. She goes, where are you? I put you on Handmaids. I want to discuss it with you. I said, oh, mum, I haven't even watched it. I said, Bino and Vinny have watched it. Yeah, you need to get into it because it's one I can't wait to talk to you about too. Okay. It's so good. Right. And you know how like shows like that, like The Walking Dead and stuff where it's, you know, it's traumatic every fucking episode, every season. Mm. And it kind of gets a bit old, I guess. So yeah. they've done a really good turn in how this season goes where it's not just the same fucking devastating shit over and over again. It's really good. It's it's taken a great turn. Um, so that was good. And But we've also now been really invested in The Crown. I made Vinny sit down and we started from the beginning. Where are you up one. to? So we're still on season one. I think we're about, she's just had a coronation. Do you love her? Do you absolutely yes. love her? And what yes. about Philip? Do you love Philip? The husband? Yeah. I think he's a bit of a dick. I do as well, but he comes good. Um, he has his moments, but Tyler absolutely adores him. And, and so we're in the season where it's um, not them anymore. It's the new actors. Yes, because they've gotten older. Yeah. yeah, but season five. So we've got we've got two more seasons to watch. And then when you get to season five, it's new actors all over again. Wow. And they're the Diana one. So Diana comes in in season four. Yeah. Um, and then she changes actress actors again in season five. So the the Diana actress is only in for one season, and then she's a new Diana in season five. Oh wow. Yeah, no, but I've been enjoying it. It's just really fucking interesting. And I guess so interesting. Yeah. So what about the abdication? Everything that went with it. I uh, found that fascinating because I didn't even know about it until I watched the crown. No. And you know that her father 
um, who passes in the beginning, he um he's the one the king's speech is based on. He's the stammerer. Yeah. And that's why you see him sort of stuttering when he was trying to do things. I don't, he was doing some service or he was some, not knighthood, he was something to the Philip, making him the Duke maybe or whatever, and he's stammering as he starts. And I was like, what about how they lie to him about how actually sick he is and that there's, he's pretty much going to die yeah. but they keep it from him because they don't want to be Debbie Towners <laughs> and they don't want him to lose sight of, like, his responsibilities and stuff because he's at death's door. It's like... Fucking, Tell kill me. people yeah, if, that, exactly. if they did that to me. You do want to know, yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into our our topic of the evening, please. It's your turn to go first, by the way. Horror movies of yesteryear. All right, well, my first movie is going to be The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, this is horrific. The original and the remake. Have you seen them? I think I've seen the remake. Which is one with Renee Zellweger in? Oh, that's the, okay, so that's when they did, like, a revamp of it and Matthew McConaughey. That one's yes. terrible. That is really... I a- actually think that's the only one, but it's never appealed to me to watch it because it's so gross and I know what it's about. Yes. Well, and they try and... So the the original was the 1979 one, I think, and then they did a remake in 2003 with Jessica Biel. And it's actually a really... They've done a really good job of the remake. It ter- it's terrifying. I might have um, seen a bit of the Jessica Biel and then turned it off. I just yes, remember them going into intense. a room and there's like tables that are like a workshop table covered in blood. Yes, yeah, it's and they try to make it that the um it's based on factual events, like sort of documentary style, and they do that at the beginning of the two thousand and three one too. Like they have the police going in there and in the um basement of the house and then next minute Leatherface comes out and kills one of the cops and they try to pass that off as real found footage but it's not it is based on um a couple of killers and one of the most notorious one would be Ed Gain who was this guy um in America he was a serial well they call him a serial killer but he only killed a couple of people but what he did was also robbed bodies from graves and took the skin off the people that way and made like skull cap, skull bowls and um, lampshades made out of skin. And that's I where recognize they got... the name. Yes, again. And that's where they got the inspiration for this. So I'll give you a quick rundown of what happens in the first, the original. Um, a chick named Sally Hardesty, her paraplegic brother Frank Franklin, who's in a wheelchair during the movie, the poor fucker, and their friends, um, they go to visit their the Hardesty's grandfather's grave because they feel like they've had reports of vandalism and grave robbing happening. So it's the they, original. Yes, yeah. And so they all get into a van and they're all driving off to, to this homestead. But along the way, they pick up a hitchhiker who talks about his family who worked at the old slaughterhouse around the, in that area. Um, he takes, a, he borrows a paraplegic's pocket knife and then cuts himself and starts doing a weird shit. And they're getting all freaked out about it. They end up being a, um, he takes a picture of, one of the guys with this camera and then demands they give money for the picture and they're like no fuck you so he burns a few photo and slashes the guy in the wheelchair with the um with the razor um they force him out of the van and they continue driving on it's not the last that you see of this guy either so um they end up stopping at a gas station to refill their vehicle the people at the gas station tell them the pumps are empty um so they continue on to their homestead intending to return to the to the gas station once it's had its delivery. When they arrive, um, Franklin, the guy in the wheelchair, tells two of the friends about this local swimming hole 
and this two friends are a couple so they go off to find it silly buggers um so they go don't to go find in there it. don't go in there <laughs> and on the way they stumble upon a, a house that's nearby Ew. kirk enters the house one of the friends through an unlocked door while the pam waits outside Leatherface, who is the killer and the text, the chainsaw building fucking monster, a large mute man wearing a mask made from human skin, suddenly appears and kills Kirk with a hammer. The chick, she's wondering where he's at. So she walks in there trying to find him and she trips into a room full of furniture that's made of human bones. So this is where they get the Ed Gain inspiration. Um, she attempts to run, but then Leatherface just grabs her um, and impales her on a meat hook just throws her back, picks her up and just plonks her onto this meat hook. So she's kind of paralyzed then. Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal. Um, And then he makes her watch while she's hanging on this meat hook as he then butchers Kirk, her boyfriend, with the chainsaw. Um, He was dead, right? Yeah, he was dead. That's how she gets smacked on the head with a hammer. Their other friend, Jerry, heads out to look to see where they are when it's sunset. They're like, where the fuck are they? He heads to the house finds Pam, the chick, who's now been taken off the meat hook and put inside a freezer. And um, and before he can react and try and get her out, Leatherface turns up and kills him too. So then you've got the brother and sister, Sally and Franklin, who's in the wheelchair. And so darkness has fallen. They're like, what the fuck are they? So they go out to find them. And as they near the neighbouring house, Leatherface lunges from the darkness and kills Franklin with the chainsaw, the guy in the wheelchair. He's like, I'll get to that after I what happens there after I get um, after I go through this little run through. So the chick then runs towards the house, finds desiccated remains of an elderly, elderly couple upstairs. She escapes from Leatherface by jumping out the second floor window and she flees to the gas station. The guy who owns the gas station calms her down, but then he ties her up, gags her and forces her into the truck and drives back to the house because it's all a big family-run fucking Yeah, Yeah, I knew the gas station bit. I knew that I knew uh, that piece how just she tries to get away. Yeah. <laughs> you just fucking poor bitch. Um, he drives to the house, arriving at the same time as the hitchhiker who they kicked out of the car turns up, who's now revealed to be Leatherface's brother. The hitchhiker recognises her and taunts the fuck out of her. The mental men and bound um, Sally while Leatherface, who's now dressed as a woman, serves dinner. So Leatherface, so it's the basically the mother, the kid. Leatherface has some skin condition, and that's why um, he has all these different skin masks and stuff as his face. And when he's dressed up as a woman, he's actually dressed up as his mother who died, and he has some real attachment oh issues. Oh my with. god. Um, so Leatherface then and the hitchhiker bring down one of the desiccated bodies from upstairs, which is of their grandpa. And you think he's dead, but he's actually revealed to be alive when he sucks blood from a cut on Sally's finger. Like she's got a cut on her finger and the old corpse thing puts it in her mouth and starts drinking her blood. He tries to, uh, um, they decide the grand, that grandpa, the best killer in the old slaughterhouse, should kill Sally as a little reward. Um, he tries to hit her with a hammer, but he's too weak. And then a struggle ensues. She breaks free, leaps through a window, runs to the road. Leatherface and the hitchhiker are running after her. Um, The hitchhiker gets hit by and killed by a passing truck, which is great. Leatherface attacks the truck with a chainsaw. And when the driver stops to help, he knocks Leatherface down with a pipe wrench and uh, Leatherface cuts his leg. The driver flees and then Sally escapes in the back of a pickup truck as he's running after her with a chainsaw. That's kind of the end. But... 
the things that I took from the movie was the guy in the wheelchair has the fucking worst day ever. <laughs> he has a terrible day. First of all, he's like in a wheelchair at the back of the car. The guy, random guy takes a photo of him. He doesn't pay for it, so he gets cut. When um, Leatherface is chasing him, like he's rolling in his wheelchair trying to get away from this guy with the chainsaw and he's just going around in circles and can't get away and just gets fucking sliced. Um, the whole family is just fucked up. They make it seem like it's based on a true story, as I said, but it's not really. Mm. I could not watch the sequels. It terrified me that much. I was in grade 11. Do you remember in high school, it was always horror movie night at your friend's house? Yes. This and it was them. like, we're going to watch it. And you didn't really have a choice. Like, you had to sit through it. And mm-hmm. some people live for that shit. They loved it so much and would laugh all the way through it. I had a friend at school and she loved, like, have you ever seen Bad Boy Bubby? Yes. Oh, you sit there and don't you fucking move she made me watch that and my parents watched it not that long ago because my auntie and uncle made them watch it and said you've got to watch it you've got to watch it mum and dad were like that movie is all types of fucked up it is so much fucked up and it's aussie i know comes from australian mind don't you fucking move and then you just sit there and piss and shit himself at the table but yeah I couldn't do any of the sequels but then they remade it in 2003 and this was at the time again when Scream was sort of Mm. um the popularity of Scream was out so I'm like yes we'll give this a crack as I said Jessica Biel is in it and they do an awesome job I can Vinny and I have tried to watch it a couple of times and automatically the fear comes in I'll be grabbing his hand and shit and like it terrifies me um but this was just as fucking scary as the original and it literally gave me nightmares for weeks afterwards. And I mean proper fucking nightmares, recurring ones, where I'd end up, I'd be in a house with my friends and the, the scenario would change all the time, but I would always know Leatherface is coming. And like, guys, Leatherface is coming. No, I didn't give a shit. They'd be drinking, partying. But I knew shit was about to fucking get fucked up and no one would believe me. And I'd end up getting chased by the fucker and wake up in cold sweats. And even at one point at Jones Street, where I lived with Belinda, um, I used to get up early and go to the gym. And I woke one to my alarm one morning and it was in the middle of this, one of these nightmares. And I was petrified and couldn't get out of bed and go to gym that morning. I had to lay there and just be like, oh my God. <laughs> So that's my first one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel traumatized just from listening to that. We should watch the, well, we would never watch it with Tyler, I guess, but we should watch that 2003 remake. No, I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to. No, thank you. No, thanks at all. All right. What's your first one for us? Okay. So I'm going to start off with Tales from the Crypt. So we went back and forth about this. We talked about it. And so I remember it as Tales from the Crypt like semicolon creep show I thought they were the same thing but they're not so Tales from the Crypt um sometimes titled titled HBO's Tales from the Crypt is an American horror anthology television series that ran from 1989 to 1996 on HBO I know and I was gonna touch on this but I'm not going to talk about the episodes I thought the wrath was part of this um, but it's not. It's a completely different show. Um, but the actors that were in it, Tales from the Crypt, like Ewan McGregor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, wow. like it's crazy how many famous okay. people are in it. Lots but of cameos. 
but like yeah, yeah, proper yeah. well because it was a, every episode was different and yes. it had different characters and different um actors every time so through um, the popularity they were able to get some names in there that's cool yeah so there's 93 episodes i would actually probably sit down and watch that with you from the beginning okay. and see what it was like um anyway so i totally got confused with creep show and i thought creep show, the one i want to talk about was the first one but it's not it's creep show too yeah <laughs> so my summation of all that is that when we were younger and I think that creep show too because you know exactly what happened to the raft I feel like it might have been the only one that got released in Australia on VHS and uh. I, I feel like I know the raft so well because my mum rented it a few times and I watched it multiple times okay and that's why I know what happened um it was it is- was probably because I do remember creep show too being those three, the three stories and the Raft mm. is the second one, but it's probably the best out of all of the three. So well, the would... original Creep Show had Leon, what's the blonde guy, uh, the naked gun guy, Leslie oh, yeah. Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I know I never watched the first one, like yeah. because I don't recall watching the five episodes. So for Creep Show two, they knocked it down to three episodes for budget reasons, yeah. and they end up bringing the two other episodes out in a later version of Creep Show. I think there's four Creep Shows, uh-huh. um, but the episode that really traumatized me was called The Raft. Yeah. So I'm going to go through a little bit of a synopsis. Yeah. Um, it's mid October. Four college students arrive at Cascade Beach, a desolate lake far from civilization. For fun (laughs) while swimming to a wooden raft in the middle of the lake randy one of the um the collisions witnesses a duck being pulled under the water by an unseen force once all four students are on the raft they discover what randy was so nervous about a large black bob-like creature resembling an oil slick floating on the surface of the water as Rachel leans over the raft to try and touch the creature it grabs hold of her pulls her into the lake and digests her the three panicking students remember that it's currently the off-season, meaning there is no caretaker to rescue them anytime soon. As time passes, Deke, another student, plans to swim to shore so he can bring back help. Before he can make a break for it, however, the blob seeps through the raft's cracks, grabs him by the foot and pulls him through the raft, killing him. Yeah. Noting the creature is still hungry, Randy and Laverne manage to evade the creature as it tries to grab them from under the raft. When night falls, Randy and Laverne take turns watching for the creature, then eventually fall asleep in each other's arms. The next morning, Randy discovers that he and Laverne are still alive, neglecting to keep an eye on the creature. I love this part. Mm -hmm. This is just like a typical, like, 80s fucking movie, right? Yeah. Randy, like... Um, neglecting to keep an eye on the creature Randy lays Laverne on the raft and begins kissing and caressing her sleeping body Laverne then awakes screaming in agony revealing that the creature has seeped through the cracks and has covered half of her face much to Randy's horror I remember that yeah as the blob pulls her off the raft and begins consuming her Randy jumps off the raft to swim to shore he barely makes it and shouts I beat you yeah However, the creature rears up from the water like a wave and engulfs Randy. Yes, I remember that. It's like, Randy, keep going, you dumb fuck. The the blob returns to the lake, leaving no evidence of the students other than their discarded clothes and still running calm. Unknown to the students, there was a sign barely visible behind some thick vegetation that reads, no swimming. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) No swimming. Uh, Nuke the fucking lake. (laughs) That one traumatised me. Like, I remember, and I would have been so young, like, when I watched it. 
Yeah. Hang on, I, let me tell you what year it came out. I remember watching um, that on TV. 1987. Specials. Yeah. I remember watching it in the early 90s when it had come out at Halloween on TV specials and shit like that. Yeah, loved it. But I've told you the story about how my mum used to literally force me to sit next to her and watch scary movies with her and be like, it's just cameras. There's just actors. <laughs> it's not real. There's, there's not real. There's just cameras behind them. No, they're just acting. And I'm My like, little break. I'm Shit, you're making me watch, mum. <laughs> my mother is a fiend for horror movies, I tell you. Um, so that was my first one. Right. So my next one is When a Stranger Calls. Oh, okay. I haven't seen have, this. Have you not seen this either? So this was another classic from the 70s. It was released in 79. And it was another one that they remade in the early 2000s. But the remake is nowhere near as chilling as the original. And again, that may have been based on my age when I watched the original compared to when I watched the remake. But basically, there's this chick. She's babysitting these children of this doctor at his home and the children are asleep and she starts receiving these phone calls and first off they're like they'll just should be like hello and just hang up or it'll start heavy breathing and then hang up oh, it so, sounds like the babysitter be, remember yeah. the rl stein book the babysitter right yes yeah it's, it's, so he may have gotten his inspiration from this from this movie for that so the calls just the frequency and the threat level of the calls start to just become you know increased with each passing hour and she becomes quite frightened so she calls the police who tells her to keep the um perpetrator on the line long enough for them to chase the call next time he calls but when he starts calling as well he starts saying things like have you checked the children who are upstairs i do know this that's exactly like the babysitter yeah and it's and it's quite freaky because that's all you hear and she's like what the fuck Anyway, so she calls the police. They tell him next time she calls, keep him on the line long enough. So he calls again and she does just that. And then when they hang up, um, the police call straight away and they're like, the call's coming from inside the house. It's somewhere from inside the house. You know, you need to fucking get out. And she sees the intruder's shadow at the top of the stairs. But unbeknownst to her, an English merchant seaman named Kurt Duncan killed the, short, killed the children shortly after she had arrived and um, escaped and he left her unharmed, but sorry, didn't escape. He leaves her unharmed and gets caught. And after his trial, he's sent to a psychiatric facility. So we fast forward seven years, um, the guy escapes from the psychiatric facility. The doctor of the kids that he, the father of the kids that he'd killed, who's a doctor, hires this investigator um, who investigated the earlier murders and is now a private detective to find Duncan, the killer not knowing that um, the investigators after him, the homeless Duncan is beaten after harassing a woman, Tracy, in a downtown bar. Duncan follows Tracy to her apartment. She takes pity on him. She tries to be nice to him while getting him to leave, hoping that he'll they'll be the last she sees of him. Meanwhile, the increasingly obsessed detective trying to find him confines to his friend his intention to kill Duncan rather than have him recommitted. Um, his friend's Lieutenant Garber. Garber, who was also present at the crime scene of the original murders, agrees to collaborate. So they track Duncan down to Tracy's residence. He tells Tracy that Dun Duncan literally tore the doctor's children apart with his bare hands. And Tracy reluctantly agrees to act as bait at the bar that evening in an effort to draw, to draw out the killer. He never appears. 
After the um, investigator leaves, however, Duncan comes out from hiding inside Tracy's closet. Tracy screams for help and the um, investigator returns, chasing him from the scene but loses his trail in the streets of downtown LA. Fast forward again. So Jill, who was the original babysitter, is now married with two children. And one night she and her husband, Stephen, go to dinner to celebrate his promotion while their children are babysat by a chick named Sharon. While at the restaurant, Jill gets a call and hears Duncan's voice saying, have you checked the children at the restaurant? The police escorted back to the home and discover that everything is fine. Upon hearing about the incident, the investigator and the lieutenant, his friend, alert, well, the lieutenant alerts the investigator who tries to call Jill, but finds that the line is dead in an eerie parallel to Jill's original stalking. Later that night, Jill hears Duncan's voice as the closet door appears to open in her bedroom. She tries to awake her husband, only to realise that the man laying next to her is the intruder. He chases chases Jill across the room and attempts to kill her. But Clifford arrives in time and shoots Duncan in the chest, killing him. Um, Her husband's found in the closet unconscious, unconscious but alive, and the children are safe. It sounds a little bit like Halloween too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I remember watching this as a kid and I would have been no more than seven and it fucking traumatised the fuck out of me. (laughs) But my brother Lee was 14 at the time and, you know, back in the fucking, this is early 80s where latchkey kids, you know, like we were left alone a lot and 14-year-olds were fine to babysit other kids. Yes, and your older siblings would try to find ways to scare the absolute bejesus out of you, like by just completely (laughs) fucking with your head. Well, we fucked up with Teddy's head. So Stuart and I, while we were at home and he was babysitting, we used to call up... (laughs) The house and babysitting and going, Abby, check the children. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Poor Tedward. And there was uh, no mobile phones either to like nah. text people and go, guys, guys, help me. <laughs> Any of that. It was all just landline and the screaming of your voice. Yeah. Poor Teddy. Oh. That's, that's my next one. What's yours? Okay. So my next one is the poltergeist. Well, poltergeist. Oh, yeah. So Poltergeist is a 1982 American supernatural horror film um, written by Steven Spielberg um, from a story by Steven Spielberg. He was also one of the directors. Um, The film focuses on a suburban family whose home is invaded by ghosts that abduct their youngest daughter. Um, I'm going to read the synopsis. It's a a little bit long. Um, So... Stephen and Diane um, move into this community living. Yep. Like, it's like all, like, not community. It's like a, a, a housing plan. Gated plan community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so late one night, Carol Ann, who is the youngest, they've got three children. They've got um, Dana is 16, Robbie's eight, and five-year-old Carol Ann. Late one night, Carol Ann um, converses with the family's television set while it displays post-broadcast static. That night, she again fixates on the TV and a ghostly white hand emerges. Her, <laughs> a ghostly white hand <laughs> emerges from the screen, followed by a violent earthquake. As the family awakens from the, the earthquake, Carol Ann declares, they're here. That's it. That's what's <laughs> there. Yeah. 
Bizarre events occur the following day. A glass of milk, spontaneous slip breaks, silverware bends, the furniture moves on its own. Remember that, the chair thing. She shows her husband, she puts the chair in one spot and it just slides, yeah. And remember when when he doesn't really believe her and they walk back into the room and all the cupboard doors are open? open. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was freaky. Um, The phenomenon initially seems benign but soon grows more sinister. During a severe thunderstorm, the gnarled backyard tree seemingly comes alive. Yes. A large limb crashes through the children's bedroom and grabs Robbie yep. and attempts to devour him. While the family rushes outside to rescue him, Carol Ann is drawn into a portal inside the closet. Yes. And it After ain't save- Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> After saving Robbie from the tree, who got sucked into which got sucked into a tornado, the family frantically search for Carol Ann, only to hear her voice call out from the TV. Yes. Mommy. Um, parapsychologist Dr. Martha Lesh I totally want to be a parapsychologist like if I honestly had my days again to just go to uni and study like supernatural and become an expert in that field and just write papers on it that would be my that would be my dream job there's no money in it and they're not credited in any type of way like you know they're not even published in any type of journal it's just all like niche journals I did a bit of research on it yeah it's like a Mulder and Scully thing but how cool would that be to be Mm. a job like if you got paid to do that like research and try to find a link between Mm. evidence and fact and and and, and hoax and stuff I know totally um so Martha Leach arrives with team members to investigate they determine there is a poltergeist intrusion involving multiple ghosts meanwhile Stephen the dad um, learns from his boss that the development that they live in was built in a former cemetery and the graves were moved to a nearby location. Um, I'm sorry, don't ever fucking yes. build anything on a cemetery, Isn't you dumb it, fucks. And it's, is it an Indian burial ground or so? Or is no, that the Simpsons? I, I don't think so. I think there's other ones. There's other yeah. horror movies that are based on that. I don't know if it's exactly that. But actually, no, it's not because I'll talk about the sequels in a minute <laughs> and what it actually ends up being. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dana and Robbie are sent away for safety because Carol Ann's in the telly, in the portal. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Leash calls in Tangina Barron's a spiritual medium, the little, the little lady that talked with that really cute little yeah. voice. Yeah um she determines that the spirits are lingering in a different sphere sphere of consciousness and are not at rest um oh sorry they are attracted to caroline's life force she also detects a dark presence she calls the beast who is restraining caroline and manipulating her life force in order to prevent the other spirits from crossing over so the beast is in charge of all these bodies who've been buried um, and is using Carol Ann's baby life force because she's only five to, yeah. to hold them back even more so. Oh. Um, the entrance to the other dimension is in the children's bedroom closet and exit through the living room and exits through the living room. Diane, secured by a rope, passes yes. through the portal. guided by another rope threaded through both portals diane retrieves carol ann and they drop through the ceiling to the living room floor covered in ectoplasm yeah i remember that as they recover from the ordeal tangina the little lady with a cute voice proclaims the house is clean this house is clean clean. and then she leaves she's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
shortly after the Freeling family have nearly finished pa- finished packing to move out of the house because they're done. They're like, yeah. don't give a fuck if it's paying. <laughs> We're out, motherfuckers. I would be too. I would have fucking left 100%. from the beginning. I would have been like, I'm not going back in there. When all the, the cupboards open, I would have been like, see you, you later, it. brother. It's I'm not going to happen. Um, so before the family is to leave for the holiday inn, um, Stephen goes to his office while Dana is out on a date. So she, she's the older child. Yeah. Leaving Diane, the mum, at home with the boy and Carolyn. The beast ambushes Diane and the children, aiming for a second kidnapping attempt. The unseen force drives Diane to the backyard in the pouring rain, dragging her into the flooded swimming pool excavation. Skeletal corpses and coffins float up around her in the muddy hole. Diane crawls out and rushes back into the house. She rescues the children and they escape to the outside as more coffins and bodies erupt from the ground. Stephen, accompanied by his boss, who said it was built, the community was built on um, the burial ground, arrives home to the mayhem and realises that only the gravestones were relocated. That's right. The development was built over the abandoned bodies. The Freelings, the family, jump into their car and collect Dana just as she returns home from her date. Do you remember that? She's like, pulls up in the car and they're like, we're going, we're going. We're going, we're out. They flee the house as it implodes into the portal while stunned neighbours look on. I remember that too, yeah, because it just all gets sucked into a Sucked in. But this is my absolute favourite part. The family checks into their room at the Holiday Inn where Stephen, the dad, promptly rips out the TV and shoves it outside. (laughs) Do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A little comedic end. (laughs) I love that. Um, So it's considered to be one of the best films of 1982, like out of all the films that came out in 1982. It's, it's the like original the paranormal and, activity, really, isn't it? Do you know, as scary as I find stuff and how freaked out, I always watch The Poltergeist. Whenever it came mm. on telly, I could still sit through it. It terrified the shit out of me, but I still yeah. love it. I can't explain why I love it when I'm so scared. I'm such a scaredy cat. Um, so sequels and remakes, and I thought this was really notable. And this is going to talk to you a little bit about what happened with the bodies. So in 1986, Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, um, retained the family but introduced a new motive for the beast's behaviour, tying him to an evil cult leader named Henry Kane, who led his religious sect to their doom in the 1820s as the beast. So they're basically identifying who the beast was. Right. Um, So as the beast came, went to extraordinary lengths to keep his flock under his control, even in death. The original motive of the cemetery's souls disturbed by the housing development was thereby altered. The cemetery was now explained to be built above a cave where Cain and his flock meet their ends. So oh, all those bodies, the cemetery of all the cult people that got killed throughout okay. being part of the cult. Yeah. Um, it also reveals that the woman, the women of the family are actually psychics. So Carol Ann, Diane, Dana, they're all psychics. So Poltergeist 3 in 1988 finds Carol Ann as the sole original family member living in an elaborate Chicago skyscraper owned and inhabited by her aunt, uncle and cousin. Do you remember the glass windows? Yes. Kane follows her there and uses the building's decorative mirrors as a portal to the earthly plane. Um, A remake of the original film was made... um, by 20th Century Fox, which stars Sam Rockwell, Jared Harris, and Rosemary DeWitt um, in 2015, which I didn't know about. I didn't know they made one in 2015. Yeah, no, I knew they did a remake, but I don't think it's as good. 
as the original. I'm totally going to watch it now. Like I have to, I have to. And I actually really like Rosemary Duet. I think she's really, and I like Sam Rockwell. Mm. So I really want to see it. Um, but in 2019, it was announced that the Russo brothers would helm a new remake. So there's a whole Ooh. new one coming out. Ooh. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. But and it was so scary. It was. And do you remember the whole curse that was attached Ooh. to it, apparently? I put some notes on because the little girl um, died. She, after two, was it? She, I don't think it's her uh, yes, number three. I, um, I, I, yes, you're right. And she died of um, multiple heart attacks yes. related to the fact she got septic shock because her appendix burst. Yes, that's right. And then the um, the old the oldest daughter, she was killed by her boyfriend, I think, yes. in a domestic abuse. That's and right. And there was production crew that died as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's totally thought to be cursed. And remember how cute she was, a little girl? She was like yeah. this super cute little thing, like yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I could be talking about the wrong movie, but I think the skeletons that were in the pool, they used real skeletons because it was cheaper than buying fake skeletons. And they didn't know about it until they were filming. And that was sort of to give more of the scare for the You were never get away with that in this day and age. No, no, sorry, Bob. That is bullshit if that really happened. I'm pretty sure. I think it's that one or it could be a nightmare on Elm Street, but I think it's that poltergeist one. That's fucked up. (laughs) I just remember going, they're here. Yeah, and this house... It's clean. Yeah. And um, her talking through the TV and yeah. the mother just sat Money. in front, like trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help me. Yeah. Help me, help me Sherry. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> so scary. Okay, yours is next. Okay, so I'm going to do Friday the 13th. Oh. So the next one. So we all know the premise of these movies of mm-hmm, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. so many sequels and so many spin-offs, including crossovers with um, Freddy from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, yes. So there's 11 in total and a redo of the original. Jason Voorhees. Isn't there a series as well? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's Friday the 13th, unless it's coming out. They did a series of I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream. Mm. I don't know. I haven't seen I'm pretty sure that it, it must be just about to come. I thought there was a much older version series, but I could be wrong, but I'm, I know they're bringing one out. Mm, well, I'll be looking forward to watching that. So the original starts with, so Jason Voorhees was a kid with development issues and he attends summer camp, which is massive in America, as we know. And when he's swimming, the camp counsellors neglect him and the other kids because they're more interested in getting physical with each other, please. And Jason it's ends all up, about sex in the 80s, oh, isn't 100%. it? Oh, 100%. And, and Jason, boobies, boobies, yeah. I'm just like, it was always titty shots. Never cock, just <laughs> yeah, always and the just fucking always word. the titties, yeah. yeah. And Jason ends up drowning in the lake. Um, and in the original, it ends up being his mother who goes around taking revenge on the counsellors by brutally, yep. brutally killing them. And she stopped at the end and taken out. And then you see one of the counsellors on the lake. I think they're in a boat, maybe. And yes, the corpse of Jason that. jumps up and grabs them and takes them down mm. and kills them. And that's the end of the movie. And then each movie after that is Jason Voorhees slaying everybody. He's on think, with a hockey mask, isn't yeah. he? The white hockey mask. But I don't think in. he gets the mask until um, part three. Okay. So the second one is just walking around with this deformed face. And most of them are set at the camp, but then there's ones where Jason takes Manhattan, which is part eight, where he goes to New York. Mm-hmm, there's even mm-hmm. Jason goes to space and Jason goes to hell. 
Um, so I know all... Jason goes to hell. I don't I didn't hear about yeah, the Jason goes to like, space. It's like Jason 27, 2215 or some shit. And I think they take him out there to fucking get rid of him in space, basically. But anyway, <laughs> the movies, um, these are the types of movies that really freaked me out a lot. Like Chucky, I know, and Poltergeist and stuff are scary, but they don't really scare me as much as these ones. No offense to this. But the fact that it was just a giant man with a machete and a hockey mask always yeah. freaks the fuck out of me. Yeah. One of my greatest fears is actually waking up in bed and seeing someone of <laughs> that stature just stood at the end of my bed or in the doorway, you know, like really, you're really fucked. You watch so much horror for someone who has terrible gets, nightmares about it. <laughs> it gets freaked out. You can try and put up a fight with them. You know, you're fucked. In and the give end. them the finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my last sayonara. Um, so, but as part of the horror movie rule that was present in this series, and they, he mentions it, um, I can't remember his name in fucking screen. The funny guy. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, the one who gets rules. killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's rules in a horror movie. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. So if you're having sex, you're fucked. And yes. that happened all throughout all these movies, as you said, in the 80s. So here's yeah. some of his most warped murders. So early in the series, he used to trap his victims a lot to get his victim, um, to get them. So he'd set a snare and one of them is catches a snare, um, catches this guy by a snare. He's pulled up by his legs his, with his friends and they go off to get a knife to cut him down. But when they come back, Jason's already slit his throat and let them bleed for his friends to find. Um, there's this other one where this guy shags a chick and he has a talent of walking on his hands. It's like his party trick. So he has sex with this trick, chick, and then he gets on his hands and walks to the fridge to go get himself a beer. Uh, Jason appears and just slices him in half with the machete vertically from the crotch down. <laughs> and I think, too, like, as the series it's goes on, I know, they try to get more inventive with the killing. There's this one where he grabs this chick from a tent while she's in a sleeping bag trying to cower from him just drags her so he's got the end of the sleeping bag closed so she can't get out she's just dragging her just picks her up and smashes her against a tree until she dies in the sleeping bag there's one where he finds his boxer and this boxer's like come on jason i'll fuck you up you know and starts boxing like getting ready to fight jason and jason just punches him in the face and takes his head clean off and just goes <laughs> flying but um, still this is what my mum used terrifying. to say about all of them she'd be like they're funny they're really funny actually like if you actually watch it <laughs> a really funny storyline attached to them. Like, no. when, when you're an adult and you've seen all this shit, mum, when you're a kid and it's the first time, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> There's another one where people are shagging and he's under the bed and he just pushes a spear up through the bottom, impaling the two of them as they're rooting. And finally, there's this one where um, this mother and son, I think they're living in a cabin near the lake. And, um, and from memory, the mother is cooking something in a huge pot big bubbling oil or some shit and he just pushes her face in it and cooks her face off and then the son who'd just been taunted by some of the kids he's riding around he's got the shits he's riding around on his motorcycle and just in circles screaming obscenities and this uh, machete just comes out fucking takes his head clean off <laughs> that's so and that's my friday the 13th Okay, so leading on from my mother traumatising me, I'm going to talk about some movies that really shouldn't have scared me as much as they did. But so I, I haven't mentioned this before, but so we had lots of cousins growing up who were quite older than me. So it, 
most weekends there was always heaps of other kids around and you know especially the older kids and so my mum would always put on scary movies and I used to literally hide behind the couch I'd be like I can't watch this I'm like hiding behind the couch so she'd be like oh god don't listen to Sky so traumatic go in your room if you want I'd be like no no I I, I, I can hear it from my room I want to be here with everybody but I don't want to watch it so I'd sit with my back to the couch behind the couch so I couldn't actually see but occasionally I'd poke my head around just like the curiosity gets you yeah and when you go to your room you're by yourself in your room i know exactly. you're more you likely to get killed scary movie yeah. so i'd be more <laughs> terrified and so that's how i sat through friday the 13th that's how i sat through the nightmare on elm street that's how i sat through halloween and a whole bunch of other of them well i just mostly heard it and just peeked from time to time that I'll tell you a quick funny story, sorry to interject, but it's funny that you say that because I remember watching Halloween H2O, which was the 20th anniversary of it with Maria and it was just Maria and I watching it and Maria was watching me watch the movie and then when she saw that like it was not a killing scene, she'd watch it, but then she'd just turn and watch me and watch my reactions (laughs) to to the actual movie itself. Um, So I got used to my mum saying, let's watch this really cool movie. And then I'd start watching it. It would end up being a horror movie and then I'd be completely (laughs) traumatised. So movies that I was completely terrified by and my mum still gives me shit about to this day is E.T. Um, I I couldn't watch E.T. because the fucking... That he Yum. freaked he freaked me out and I would like get really upset and start to cry my sister who was younger than me would also would sit there and watch him say Sky it's a bit scary just watch it like no I'm sitting behind the couch um, I can't actually give you too much shit about that just quickly because I remember when I was a child the Moscow Olympics opening ceremony scared the fuck out of me because there was a giant bear mascot walking around and it traumatized me in the 1980 and I it made my parents turn it off they couldn't watch it anymore um another one was gremlins absolutely oh, could not watch the gremlins, gremlins. it terrified the, I love the little cute gremlin but the rest of it I was like no not interested not interested um and also flight of the navigator have you seen mm-hmm. Flight of the navigator saw that at the cinema loved it so that's that when I first learned about flavored cola cherry cola and shit god I wanted a cherry cola well I read the synopsis in preparation for this and I'm not going to go into it because it's quite lengthy but the whole storyline is actually really fucking cool and I have seen it when I got a little bit older I watched it but it was another one where mum and Jason and Sarah and our cousins would sit there and watch it and I would sit behind the couch not watching it not Sarah watching Jessica it. Parker's in it isn't she yes yes yes, yes. Uh, one of her debut movies like even yeah. like one of her first movies she ever did even before girls just want to have fun I think I think she gives him the cherry cola <laughs> she's she's in the like um, a nurse or something yeah she's a nurse so yeah. he, so that the doctor comes and wants to um check his brain and stuff and they end up taking him to the facility so they can check and they find out he's got all these alien records in there yes, that are right. you know 50 years ahead of where their research is and flight plans and stuff like that and yes. um because remember yeah. he so what happens is he's going to pick up his brother yeah and, and he, he falls down in a hole and he disappears yeah. for eight years and he wakes up in the same spot and he comes back and his brother's older than eight him. Eight years older, yeah. There's missing posters everywhere of him because yeah. he's been a missing child. 
and then they the um like nat it's not nasa but it's some facility comes and yeah. is like you know come and we'll figure out what happened to you if you come to this facility but they just want to get what's in his brain yes and sarah jessica parker helps him escape because he That's gets right. into the trolley in the little trolley yeah, yeah i remember yeah. the trolley yeah. tro- and then he ends up getting picked up by the navigator again yeah and then all the little muppets come out like um I can't remember and, the muppets. and there's like a little tiny worm muppet like <laughs> talking to him that scared the shit out of me man i was terrified yeah no, but they're about really to they're about to remake that too wow yeah and it was the first cgi film apparently okay and disney was supposed to make it and then they they didn't because they weren't into it and so some other company made it and then disney brought the rights from them pretty much as soon as they finished it because it was so good it was so popular yeah but it was made with a norwegian company as well so they were like investors and so it was filmed in hang on it was filmed in fort lauderdale florida and norway oh wow i didn't know it was filmed in norway at all yeah yeah um but i was completely traumatized by my mother and my cousins (laughs) for et i think that's hilarious too because drew barrymore was such a dote in that she was i was terrified i would refuse to watch it refuse yeah yum (laughs) <laughs> i didn't i wasn't really keen on aliens as a whole i was like mm, i don't trust them they're freaky <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> and what's with the fucking gremlins don't feed them after midnight don't get water on them Fuck well, that shit. that's what confused me about with the don't feed them after midnight i'm like but when's the time that you can start feeding them from again like what's the there needs to be a cut is off. it 6 a.m is it 7, 7 a.m exactly that confused me yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gremlins was a bit more scary, but it's definitely a Christmas movie, and I do love Gremlins. And Gremlins <laughs> too, the new batch. I think they're doing a third one. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just remake everything, don't they? Everything yeah. just gets remade. It's like Which is kind of good. new ideas. It's kind of good for us in the sense that um, you get to relive your, your youth or your favourite, mm. that nostalgia. Yeah, totes. All right, over to you. That was my little segment. I've got one more left. Yeah, I've only got two left now that are just honourable mentions. Um, Halloween, of course. Mm-hmm. The original was sort of scary. Um, it didn't freak me out as much as when I watched it back as a teenager as fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre did or Friday the 13th. I absolutely agree with that. I remember being terrified watching when I was young, but it's actually more suspense, the yes. first one, isn't it? It's more yeah. suspense, like, where is he? What's he doing? Her hiding um, in the cupboard and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the later ones are quite oh, terrifying. Yes, yeah, yes. and like it's the same thing about a giant person with a mask who fuck you up and apparently never die. Yeah. And of course, it did bring um the OG scream queen Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, into the I love bowl. her so much. I'm such a Jamie Lee Curtis fan. I always have been, always will be. I love her same. to death. So, she can't do no wrong by my standards. I just think she's the boss. I think she's awesome too. Um. And while the originals were good, there was heaps of spin-offs that came out of it. As I said to you, H2O, Halloween Resurrection, that they both star Jamie Lee and remakes of it as well, which yeah. is sort of just where they've redone it. Did they ever story. do ones without her? Is she in every yeah. single one? No, no, no. So Halloween 2, she was in Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Then Halloween 3 was the Curse of the Witch, I think it was. And that was where um, some company put the, made these masks and you put them on. And it would, it would kill the kids on Halloween or make them do evil uh-huh. shit. And I think Halloween 4 and 5, she's not yes. in as well. I remember it went up to 5, the original version, yes, the original series went up to 5. And then they brought H2O out, didn't they? Yeah, and then Halloween Resurrection after that. And then they did the remakes. And now that we've got the new 
the new one about to come the out. The new ones, yeah. So they're all good slasher-style flicks. And I have to say, I've been loving the sequels that they've been doing in the last few years. So they're basically the concept of these new ones. So there's three that are coming out. The third one's about to come out now or it's already out. And then there was... And it's got that other that. blonde chick in who's about our age now. Um, she's one of the main characters too. I think she's Jamie Lee's daughter, isn't she? Oh, yes, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde, and then, skinny. And then her granddaughter. Yeah, and her yeah. granddaughter's Jamie Lee's granddaughter. Well, yeah. in the show is in it as well. Um, but I have to say, I've been loving the sequels they've been doing. So they're basically how they started this was saying that all the other movies after the original Halloween we're all fan fiction and made up and, you know, Hollywood produced and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's a concept. And the original Halloween movie was right. And then the sequels from 2018 are the real follow-ups. First one in 2018 was great. Vinny and I saw it in gold class and it really had me on edge. It was like that brilliant. I was squeezing Vinny's hand and peeking through my, through gaps in my fingers watching it. It had all that suspense. Is Jamie Lee in that one? Yes. Yeah. And that's when she's got her daughter and her granddaughter and they all look, and she's like a proper fucking, Boss. Tank, tank girl type yeah. thing. She's got a house set up because she knows Jason like Terminator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Um, and the, then the sequel, Halloween Kills, was okay. There's some of it that's kind of gets a bit weird or a bit far fetched. Like there's an escaped mental patient at the town, and the town is going ballistic, thinking it's him who's the killer. And it just really shows, I guess, what mob mentality can do. But then the final one, Halloween Ends, is meant to be brilliant. So I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. You go next. Okay, so my last one, and again, to parlay into, you know, my trauma as a child, but this wasn't inflicted by my (laughs) mum, okay? So this is one time I was, um, I don't even know where I was. I think I was at a friend's, like a friend of my family's, house because I remember my older cousins being there but mum and dad weren't around and I knew that they had said to me because they knew what a scaredy cat I was and so I used to if I was terrified of the nighttime I just wouldn't go to sleep and scream out to mum and dad all night being like (laughs) "Ah!" and also be like I need to do away someone needs to come to the toilet with me I ain't going alone um so when Chucky came out they said <laughs> under, under no circumstances are you allowed to watch this film sky and i was like done fucking i don't want to see it <laughs> sounds good to a me. doll that comes to life and kills people <laughs> fuck no anyway so i got peer pressured one night by my cousins when we were at a friend's house and they were there and my parents weren't there and they were like just watch it we'll protect you just sit on the couch with us you're going to be fine it's not going to be that scary we're going to sit side by side with you you're going to be fine. Um, Also, don't fucking dob because they weren't allowed to watch it either because I think it was R-rated, the first Chucky. Yeah, Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was like, you know, we weren't supposed to watch it anyway, so we watched it. Literally, they just took the piss out of me the whole night while I was practically rocking in a corner, completely (laughs) traumatised. And then I've told you the story about in our 90s flashbacks about my doll that I got the baby talk and I ended up getting that for Christmas the same year and I was like put that fucking thing <laughs> in out of this house put it in the bin and they were like why don't you like it it's a doll that you can feed and talk to you and I was like no <laughs> I wanted to talk to no, me no 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 <laughs> so Chucky traumatized me in such a way that if I go to a Halloween party or a fancy dress party and someone is dressed as Chucky Chucky I literally am done I'm like I'm out 
can't be here. I can't be here. <laughs> and every time I see the remakes or the TV shows yeah. or anything else or a trailer pops up on my feed, I'm like, Meh! no way. <laughs> and the TV um, series is really critically acclaimed and has good LGBT I do not care. Shit. I do not care. <laughs> The premise <laughs> what a of that little fucked up boy yeah. child bleh, is just so disgusting to me and I hate him so much. I'm your friend to the end. This is the end, friend. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he just kills everyone. And I remember yeah. one scene where there's like someone in a car and they're sat there and then Chuck is in the back and gets a, a plastic bag and just puts yes, it over his yeah, head yeah, and yeah. then just chokes him. Yeah. And I was like, and I like honestly checked my closets, checked under my bed, didn't matter because he would, you'd look under the bed for Chucky and he wasn't there. And then all of a sudden he was Next there. Minute. And all of a sudden yeah. he would come up. Like he was always hiding in some spot that you couldn't see him. And That's he'd just right. come out of nowhere. And I was like. And he killed the babysitter. And then because they had his little good guy doll shoe footprints that were the same size as the kids. And they thought the kid was doing it. Yeah. Fuck Chucky, man. Fuck Chucky forever. <laughs> I love that. All right, your turn. All right, so just one more special mention. And this I hope is... it's the one that I'm thinking of because well, it... otherwise I'm going to have to add one to the list. Okay, well, this one um, is in the same sort of vein as you. Like, it was one I saw as a child and it's fucked me up for my life, Jaws. Oh, yes, thank God. This yeah. is on my list as well, but I knew you were going to do it and I hope <laughs> you weren't going to forget about This is one of my all-time favourite movies. I love oh. this movie so much. And everyone has had to have seen the original of the movie, really. And Best it was done so movie well. The suspense. Dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. Before I go any further, have you heard um, How Do You Tell a Gay Shark? Dun it. Everyone's seen the original movie, and it's the reason I have such a fear of ocean of the ocean. I love it. And sharks. See, sharks don't freak me out like other people do. It's it's weird how some people are scared about certain things, but sharks don't freak me out that much. I can't can't go in the ocean where I'm swimming freely out in there without looking behind my back. We went you to You need Thailand. someone ahead of you? Are you like that? So if there's I someone ahead of you, you're okay. I need a helicopter above me telling me that it's all clear. We went to Thailand, you know, where PP Island, where the beach is filmed. There's boats everywhere and everyone's swimming in there. I jumped in there, swam around, just uh, did it, then got out on the boat and was on shark watch for Vinny. <laughs> just looking around, terrified. I won't let Vinny um, go in that cage shark thing. No, never. That's my just... heart would just be fucked the whole time. And that's just an idiotic thing to do. I don't care if the cage is super just undestructible or whatever. I don't really care. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard that you would get in a cage with a shark who's trying and to eat you. And big lumps of meat. And if you see that one, the there's one where a great white. thing ever. People who do that deserve to die in that situation <laughs> because it's a shark whose like whole thing is about eating you. Yeah, and they throwing lumps of meat around to fucking get them in there. Did you see there's a video of a guy that was in there and the great white went over the top into it, thrashed around in the cage while he was just in a ball down the bottom. He was survived. And when it got out, I bet he shaves up. Do you know what I love? I love that um, Mick, is it Mick Fanning video? Oh yeah, where he punches Where he punches the shark. That's best Aussie thing ever. ever. Yeah, (laughs) and he survived too. I would freak out. I would would still up. My reaction in times of crisis is to just freeze. I'm yeah. terrible. That's why, like, anytime I'm at work, like, in a new job, and they're like, do you be like a first aid officer or something? I'm like, 
that's a serious like sure i can do it in name but if that's a serious yeah. crisis where someone needs some serious medical attention you know i'm gonna need me. backup <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna need some backup i will freak out <laughs> but the thing with jaws though there was a kid in there called sean who was one of the characters who was in all four of the, the brother movies. the youngest brother the youngest one he was about my age and I just remember hearing everyone screaming, Sean, get Sean, out of the Sean, water. Sean, Sean, get Sean. out of the water. Especially in... Um, and the and mother goes, Sean's on that boat. Yes. Sean's on that boat, the sailboat yeah, when, at the end. When they're in um, the sequel Jaws 2, where all the kids are on the catamarans and shit like that. And the Jaws is getting him and he gets knocked off and he's floating. And they're like, Sean, don't move. And the shark's going around and around and they're telling him not to flail it'll attract him it scared the fuck out of me what about the later movies where the shark was like intelligent because it knew that they had killed his like previous ancestors yeah like his brothers or his children or something like that so it was going going after them just specific people (laughs) that was a bit dumb um but I used to have fears when I would go into bed that water would start rising up in my bedroom and the shark would come, like, at a very young age. But, yeah, that used to, it terrified me. But the second one terrified me the most. You have the saying, most insane dreams of anyone I've ever known. <laughs> well, that were dreams. That was just me laying in bed in fear, thinking it was going to happen. <laughs> it was just my imagination. <laughs> but, yeah, the Jaws brings down a fucking helicopter in Jaws 2. But Jaws 3 was great, though, where he's in SeaWorld. And it's got the baby. <laughs> oh my god! And that's the and people doing the, the pyramid on the yes. skis, you know, the pyramid yeah. ski, and yeah, in the aquarium and shit like that. And they see a corpse floating by. The fourth one was all right, but Sean actually dies in that one. So <laughs> I don't know if I've seen the fourth one. Actually. Jaws: The Revenge. That's the one I think where it's sort of going, and the mother's in it, and they end up killing it with the point on the sailboat as they're flying through the water. It jumps up. Mm. To jumping jaws. That might have been the one where he was going after the family specifically because, I think so. yeah. yeah, yeah, I have seen it, but it's been a very, 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 very long time. Okay. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna. I just thought of two really funny ones that I need to tell you about just while we've been talking. Um, did you ever watch Piranhas? Oh, I remember it. I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen like Piranha 3D or anything. But the but first one was where they got released into a swimming pool and pretty much everything. It's like people are like having sex in the swimming pool and then all of a sudden these like blood eating piranhas come and just like eat them. So as much as I didn't really care, like I love Jaws so much and it doesn't scare me, scare me in real life, piranhas absolutely yeah. scared me. So for the probably and everything. a yeah. year or two after I saw that film, every time I went into a pool, I'd be like, is there a piranha in there? <laughs> Yeah, fishy, fish, fish. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to die today in this pool? Do you remember um, alligator as well? No, I remember the what it's, was the python one? Anaconda. Remember uh, Anaconda? Yeah. They got sticks lo- big. I, I actually loved Anaconda. Yeah, See, I enjoyed Anaconda. Those weird ones that are like far fetched that are horror. I quite quite enjoy. I like Anaconda. I liked Anaconda too, but alligator um, was where they flushed a kid's pet alligator down the toilet. And it lived in the sewers and became this huge fucking beast. It turns up at a wedding and eats the bride I and think shit like I that. I do vaguely remember. No, there's other. That's I'm thinking of like Placid. That's oh, yeah, an that alligator. That was a good one. That yeah, was good that one was too. a good one. Um, so just one last one that I was thinking about when you were talking about the Chainsaw Massacre was Jeepers Creepers. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh yeah. Because we were talking about Justin Long in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, and they're redoing Jeepers Creepers at the moment. 
And that scared the absolute fucking bejesus out of us. Like he was, yeah. remember he was like flew in and stuff. He could fly. Yeah, it's like some bird demon crazy yeah. And when it gets on top of the school bus and it's got the license plate, be eating you soon or something. Yeah, and I'll the song was like, you. Jeepers, Creepers. Where'd, where'd you get those peepers? Because it took where'd the eyes, Where'd you get those eyes? Yeah. Where'd you get those eyes? Because he used to take their eyes, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Jeepers. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our terrifying and truly torturous yet tantalising tales from the movie Crypt of Days Gone By. Tune in next week for What's the Haps when we discuss the topics that piqued our interest in the month of October. <laughs> Boom. Good night, you stupid bitches. Good night. Good yeah, that stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. He's a stupid bitch. What a stupid bitch. That stupid.